Hello, I'm Tim and I'm 13 years old. In the last few months, I've been stealing from my parents. <laughs> of course, I didn't think of it that way at first. I thought it was just things they didn't need that were just lying around. Things that were there and could be put to better use. But it's best if I tell you the story from the beginning. My parents are actually pretty okay. They were proud that I was campaigning for climate action and that I was involved with an orphanage in Africa. My parents always agreed with me when I said that the world is very unfair and the level of poverty on our planet is unbearable. Even when I asked them if they thought that we should do more to help those who are worse off, they agreed with me. At first, they were also always open to me asking them for donations for various projects. As time went by, however, they became more and more reluctant to give me anything and said that it was the other parents' turn to donate. Then we had quite an argument. It was about the printing costs for a flyer calling for a climate demonstration. I asked my parents to cover the missing amount, but they said they simply didn't have the money. So I said, then let's sell something. We have so many things that would be good to sell and that none of us would miss. That's enough now. We're not going to sell our stuff. And you're wrong. We would miss them. I don't want to hear about it anymore. My mother said very angrily. But I will, I objected. But my father also said that he'd heard enough and the discussion ended there. A few days later, I read that a storm destroyed the roof of the school at the African orphanage I'm involved with. They desperately needed money for a new roof. I knew I couldn't ask my parents. They had just said no and would get annoyed if I asked them again. Yet we had so much unnecessary stuff. I wanted to prove to them that they wouldn't miss any of it. And I was helping. A school was much more important than useless things in drawers and cupboards. Right after my tutoring session, I was home alone and went through some drawers. I found a wallet with money in a foreign currency, a camera that hadn't been used in a long time, and a gold coin. I put the camera and the gold coin on an auction site. I took the money to the bank and exchanged it, just like the coins from my piggy bank. I deposited the money in my bank account and transferred it directly to the orphanage's account. The camera and the gold coin sold straight away, which brought in more money to my account. I immediately sent it on. It was really convenient that my parents went shopping for my grandparents every Wednesday after work. I got tutoring at home on those days from Nina, an older girl from my school. But there was still enough time afterwards to wrap the packages and take them to the post office without my parents noticing anything. Unfortunately, the money we collected was still not enough for the roof of the school. So, I went back home to look for things that no one would miss. In the basement, I found my father's skis. He didn't ski anymore anyway after a skiing accident two years ago. There was also a pocket watch in the very back of a drawer in his wardrobe that I'd never come across before. At the very bottom of my mother's wardrobe, I found a bag and shoes under some shoe boxes.
They looked brand new, and I'd never seen them before either. I took pictures of the things with my phone and put them back up for sale on the auction platform. The skis, the bag and the shoes brought in quite a bit too. The big surprise was the price of the pocket watch. It had been auctioned off for over a thousand euros. I was super happy. <laughs> I immediately transferred the money to Africa and started packaging everything. The skis were picked up from our house. I arranged for the buyer to collect on a Wednesday when my parents were out shopping as usual. I took the money to the bank the next morning and transferred it again. A few days later, enough money had been raised to repair the school roof and I'd played a big part. I was very happy. Shortly after, I read that the captain of a rescue ship had been sued. She had rescued some refugees from drowning and brought them ashore without permission. Donations were urgently needed for the costly lawsuit. For a long time, I had been annoyed at how little politicians cared that so many people were drowning in the Mediterranean, and I couldn't understand why they weren't doing more about it. Again, I searched in all possible corners, and was very surprised when I found a backpack in the attic with all kinds of things from my late grandma. Photos and letters, but also jewellery. My grandma didn't need this jewellery anymore, and my parents didn't seem interested in it. So I decided to photograph the jewellery as well, and auction it off. The following Wednesday, my tutoring class was over and Nina had just left. But I could still hear her voice outside our house. I went outside and saw two police officers talking to her. She kept saying no loudly and was obviously very upset. A short moment later, my parents arrived. They were back home much earlier than usual. It took me a moment to understand what was going on. My parents had probably noticed that more and more things went missing at home and considered Nina as the only suspect, even though they hardly knew her. To catch her in the act, they had informed the police. I ran over and shouted, No! Stop! Nina has nothing to do with this! My parents were horrified. They apologised to Nina and the police. Then they had a lengthy conversation with me. They were very disappointed, but also said that they took some responsibility for what happened. They wanted to know everything in detail. Of course, I had to take down my grandmother's jewellery from the auction immediately. When I told my mother that I hadn't sold the jewellery yet, she was very relieved and said that she had only put this backpack away with grandma's things because the memories still hurt too much. My father was shocked that I didn't see it as stealing at all. These are not your things, and we decide for ourselves what we do and don't do with our things, he said sharply. Even if we understand how unfair it is that children don't have a school roof or books, he added. You can talk to us and convince us, 
but you can't go over our heads and decide for us. That is not only stealing, but also very disrespectful and unfair, my mother said. All three of us were sad, and my parents said they were still thinking about the consequences of all this. That same evening, we went to Nina's house and asked her to apologise again. My parents said they had made a big mistake and shouldn't have just suspected Nina. <sighs> Nina still didn't want to tutor me anymore, which upset me even more, but I could understand why. The next day, my parents told me the three consequences of my behaviour. One, I had to give up one third of my pocket money for the rest of the year. Two, my parents would go to my room right after our conversation and take seven things of some value. They would sell them and donate the amount to an organisation of their choice. Three, from now on, there would be one evening every week when we would do nothing but talk about anything that seemed important to us. I was quite taken aback. I had to stay in the living room while my parents went to my room to pick out things to sell. They came back with my skateboard, my track trophy, my grandma's little table lamp and my four football scrapbooks. All things I no longer used or rarely used, but nonetheless I was still very attached to them. It was hard to swallow, but I guess that's how they felt about the things I had taken from them. They actually auctioned everything off and donated the amount raised to an organisation that takes care of young offenders. I started to see things from their point of view, and even though I had good intentions, I realised I was in the wrong, and I now understand it is often really difficult to judge what is important or valuable to someone else.